And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, great show as always. When you got a young trophy wife, owes money to... I can't even quote the Big Lebowski right. Goodbye. PX at 105.9. Joining me now live from Cincinnati, as opposed to like tape delay or something, is Lance Lysowski of DKPittsburghSports.com. How are you, Lance? Doing well, waiting out the rain. You should just do like an eight-second delay now just for absolutely no reason when I ask you a question. Like Nick Robertson on the ground from Afghanistan. Uh, what, the drama. No, I saw your picture on Twitter from out there. It looks like the end of the world. It looks like it's clearing up, but who knows? You know how these things go. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually sat through a lot of weather delays at Great American Ballpark here. Now, that said, you still were able to... Uh, have access to the clubhouse and Clint Hurdle and everything else. First time the Pirates obviously are back in action uh, since before the All-Star break. They're playing the Reds tonight, the resurgent Reds, at 7, 10 p.m. Anything new, first of all, like on a newsy front out there? Sean Rodriguez is here. Okay, what else you got for us, Lysowski? (laughs) They plan on activating him. There's no word on what the roster move is. Josh Harrison, who suffered what? was described as a hamstring injury yes it was the break they're being he's being evaluated still so no word yet on whether he'll be available tonight or that'll disappoint probably half the crowd there by the way you know that right exactly bonita harrison brings out like half of northern cincinnati to these games yep exactly so we'll see how that goes other than that talking to guys around the clubhouse they're obviously all eager to get back to work. Everybody wants to kind of feel that feeling that they uh, finally got after that win, <laughs> that win right before the break, that yeah. dramatic come-from-behind win. So, talking it's a to guys, surreal sort of, win, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of reminds you of 2015. Mm-hmm. And they, they really got hot before the break, but that team didn't do well right after that break. They, they kind of struggled out of the gate, and uh, for whatever reason, these guys are really confident that won't be the case this time around. Well, what are the reasons that they're giving? That, uh, that, uh, that they're in a good spot. They're all, they're all healthy. People are all hitting well. And the one thing Jordy Mercer pointed to is that those games right before the break, it wasn't as if it was only a few guys who were just hitting well. It right. seemed like every game there was a different guy contributing offensively. The pitching stock came together. The bullpen was pitching extremely well, especially the back-end guys. And so that's a sign of a good team. And, again, I can't disagree disagree with them there, but we'll see. It's a really tough stretch of games. You get three in Cincinnati. This team's much better than it was at the start of the season. You got Cleveland for three. You see, I, that that's – that's one of the things about this Pirates team, though, is we've seen them get on rolls, including earlier this season when they were facing you know, really a lighter schedule than what they ended up running into, is that it feels, at least to me, Lance, like they have to be firing on all cylinders or they're just not good. Like it, There's not really a middle mediocre ground for these guys. No, because they don't have that huge middle-of-the-order bat right now. I mean, Josh Harrison, Josh Bell, sorry, has really started to produce the past month or so, yeah. but he's not hitting for power. They don't have that huge power hitter. They don't have a guy who can really drive in four runs with one swing of the bat. They just do a really nice job stringing hits together, having those sort of contagious at-bats where a Corey Dickerson gets a two-strike hit. It really seems to feed off of that. And, again, the pitching staff has been wildly inconsistent, so they've had to score a lot of runs at times. These are some teams that really know how to pitch, though. As much as the Reds have struggled, this pitching staff's gotten so much better. You know what's funny, Lance? As soon as you mentioned Sean Rodriguez's name, like every single person reached out for the radio dial. I was like, that's how I don't hear this. <laughs> and, and you know what? So while you were answering that, I got creative here, and I opened up 
uh, on the MILB.com page to see how Sean Riguez had done in the in this alleged rehabilitation session. And alleged. yeah, and this isn't a shot at, at, at Sean Rod, who I I, I like a lot. It's, it's this could not be more obvious that this was a performance based rehab. And all he did down there was in twelve games, forty four at bats, uh, he hit two twenty seven. So they're just going to go through with this ruse that, that there was something significantly wrong with him and then he needed a rehab because this is not a bounce-back performance of any kind. And talking to Sean just a few minutes ago, he said that it wasn't about his results down there. That's not what he was worried about. That's not what anybody on the Pirates coaching staff was worried about. They wanted him to get that feeling back to the play that he had back in spring training at times where his swing looked more athletic. He looked much more like the 2016 version of Sean Rodriguez than the one who played the final couple of months of the season last year with the Pirates. He seems confident that he found whatever was lost. Clint Hurdle is kind of in the wait-and-see mode. He doesn't seem convinced, and you can't blame him. Uh, what you do in a minor league rehab assignment, whether it's that feeling at the plate or what your swing looks like, doesn't mean anything until you come up here. You do it against big league pitching, and there's also the challenge of he's not going to be able to play every day up here. I mean, there's going to be times where he's going to have to sit for three to four days, and can he continue to have that feeling at the plate that he talked about? Well, you said see. he can't. You said he's not going to play every day up here. And again, Lance, every eye, every set of eyes in Pittsburgh just rolled when you said that. You know he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play every day. Well, well, I didn't say every day. He's going to play. Yeah. He's yeah, going to play. They have to, yes, they're going to play him because they need to see what they have, and at least they want to see what they have. And I'm, it's either him or Max Moroff at this point. And Sean Rodriguez is their only option as a backup center fielder now that Austin Meadows is off the roster. They don't have Corey Dickerson can't move over to center. They have no interest in moving Gregory Polanco out of right field again. So, they shouldn't, no. Yeah, and with, I mean, Sterling Marte, he's hitting extremely well, goes into the break with a 12-game hitting streak, leading the league in stolen bases, but... They're going to try to be, monitor his workload because remember how many games he missed last season. They need a backup center fielder, and for whatever reason, they didn't think Austin Meadows should be that guy. See, I'm not going to be a, a hypocrite and criticize other people when they when when they spend way too much time talking about Sean Rodriguez, and then I'll end up doing the same thing by asking you a lot of Sean Rod questions, so we can just kind of move on a little bit <laughs> because he's not he's not that big of a deal. It, but it still it just looks so bad. You know, over a team that's completely directionless. It's a bad look. With how well Austin Meadows played, I mean, for, for the first three weeks he was up here, and then for them to give up on him so quickly. Oh, they didn't give him. up. They gave up on his Super 2 status. But that's, yeah, you know. You, neither here nor there. And you, now you have Jordan Lupo up here who, again, hasn't really done all that much. He's not much of a prospect. I just still don't understand why Austin Meadows, other than let's put the contract stuff aside, why he's not. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't. You can't. No. That's that's where so many conversations about the Pirates begin and end. Lance Lysowski covers the Pirates and does a really good job of it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, He is out in Cincinnati hoping to cover Pirates and Reds uh, beginning at 7, 10 p.m., weather permitting out there. Lance, when you look at this team's pitching staff, you mentioned the hitting earlier. Uh, they've been probably the most wildly swinging variable in the equation. They'll tell you that themselves. Um, what would lead anybody to have confidence going into 
this set of circumstances that they have coming up, the the Reds have three of the top four on-base guys in the National League right now. I don't think people realize that. It's not just Joey Votto anymore. Uh, it's Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker, the rookie. And then they're going in to place the Indians, who are really hot. Uh, what what should we expect from this pitching staff in this Ohio trip? Can you expect anything different than you got in the first half? I don't think you can. I think Joe Musgrove is going to continue to do what he does, which is he shows you that he has really good breaking stuff. He, he can be a really good starting pitcher, but for whatever reason, seems to falter in that third time through the order, has that one implosion anywhere. Okay, might get left in too long, like which which was the case last yeah, time. Yeah, that that one was more on the manager than him, but yeah, I, I know what you're uh, saying. I think that, but the one thing, I think everybody's kind of focusing on the negatives. I think that Jamison Pion has taken significant steps forward. Look how well he's done since he added the slider in late May. Or Nick Kingham, who's starting to show that he's not the, he might be better than what everybody thought. Everybody kind of forgot about Nick King because of the Tommy John surgery. Sure. He wasn't all that great last year, but he's proving he belongs. The two guys that, of course, that need to be better are Trevor Williams and Novant Nova. They've just been too much hard contact. The fly ball rate is up. Avon Nova's a lot of career-high hits per nine innings. I think he's over nine this season so far. They need to get softer contact. And just the way the league is changing, I don't know how they change, change how they pitch, but they're running out of time because the, the, the Pirates really like Clay Holmes. They like what he's done. I just think with two really good offenses coming up, though, I don't know if you can really expect anything different. Than yeah, it's, the this, first this, they just are what they are. This has... This has, uh, I covered the, the San Diego and Los Angeles trip for us, and this to me has that written all over it. I don't want to sit here and forecast doom and gloom, but this pitching staff and the inconsistencies that they've shown, um, they just had a really nice run, so it almost kind of feels like they're due for one that's down a little bit here. Um, Lance, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about anything at all related to trade speculation, trade anything uh, with the deadline coming up. Um, not so much Neil Huntington's position because you can pretty much just file that one in the wastebasket. But what might they actually do? Well, I think that they're definitely going to trade Jordy Mercer. I don't know how they can keep him. And that now that Manny Machado is gone, he's off the market. You have a couple of teams that are in need of a shortstop or even a second baseman or, or a utility infielder. I, I can name the Brewers as one of them. That's one guy who's going to be of interest to teams. Corey Dickerson's going to get some looks. And if I were the Pirates, I would move Corey Dickerson. Yeah, and I would they, 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 would, they would trade Jordy to the Brewers, wouldn't they? You just got me here shaking my head. Do. They actually <laughs> would do that. And I think, honestly, the one thing that you hear what Neil Huntington has said, you look at the players that the Pirates are definitely going to be motivated to trade, including David Freeze. I kind of see them doing what they did last year, where they sell two to three players and they add that swing man in the bullpen just to say that they that they didn't completely sell at the deadline. Uh, it might not be Joaquin Benoit, but I can see them getting a controllable reliever. The one I'm thinking of is Jared Hughes. <laughs> who's under contract for another year and mm-hmm. has a club option too. Somebody who's controllable because those two long men, Tyler Glass and Stephen Brawl, have been really bad for the past 30 days, and that's the one thing they've missed in this bullpen lately. Yeah, and there's no question about that. Last question for you, Lance, as, as, you, look, uh, as you look ahead to the deadline, is there any chance, and I've not heard anything to this effect, haven't reported it, and I know that you haven't reported it, but is there any chance that Felipe Vasquez ends up being a guy that's on the market? Because closers are hot for teams, as we just saw the move that Cleveland made for Brad Hand. Uh, Why shouldn't Pittsburgh be pursuing something similar? I think you have to listen. I mean, with what their system is currently and what the type of 
prospect that you can get for a reliever, a controllable reliever like that, under contract for three more years. You look the at Indians the just did really well in that regard. 15th yeah. best prospect in all of baseball they got. Francisco Mejia, very yep. good catching prospect. I think you have to listen, but they're not going to do it. Neil Huntington's the type of guy who doesn't want to show everybody that he's rebuilding. He hates the term and trading away your closer who is your all-star who's still 27 years old under contract for three more years. I just don't see it happening. As much as it might actually make sense to definitely – dangle him out there to see what you can get because you're fooling, you're fooling yourself if you think that keeping him makes sense long term. That's Lance Lysowski. He covers the Pirates and does a really good job of it for DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks, Lance. Thanks. When we come back, it's our Mike with Bob segment with producer Bob McLaughlin, which yesterday was only the very best thing on the show, so you can't miss it. <laughs> and after that, we'll be taking some of your hockey calls again at 412-333-9939. I'm Dan Kovacevic filling in for Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 The X.